Hello and welcome back. This time around, we have episode 410 of Instant Star titled Every Breath You Take. I was a fan of this episode. <laughs> this is a revelation to me. I remembered the basic premise of the plot, but I didn't remember um, some of like the finer details. And also, I didn't expect to like feel <laughs> feelings at some parts of this episode. But yeah, I enjoyed it. We have our second, I guess, Karma and Speed A-plot. And the B-plot is June Tommy. And there's like kind of a C-plot, but it's mostly... Eh, it's like a few scenes that kind of hint towards future developments. So I don't know if it's really a full-fledged C-plot. But anyway, let's get right to it. So the A-plot... It is finally time for the Carmen Speed TV show to come out. It's called, what is it called? I keep forgetting. Um, Rock and Roll Honeymoon. So it's finally coming out. The cold open scene is Karma dragging Speed and Jude around the city to go look at each and every billboard that's up that has their face on it. So that was kind of cute. Uh, early in the episode, Karma gathers all the employees out into the lobby to watch the episode and she leading up to this party she's been super excited about the tv show there is a scene where her and speed are doing interviews and she's like answering all the questions she's super stoked and speed as he usually does is just there being the supportive boyfriend i felt multiple times throughout this episode that they're really cute. <laughs> I didn't expect to feel this way about Speed and Karma, but I also had this revelation. Maybe I've said this before, I don't know, but Speed and Karma's relationship has always mostly just been played for laughs. Like, just like, haha, Speed is the goofy one, and Karma's like the serious one. Their relationship is weird, right? But honestly, their relationship is so much more realistic <laughs> than anything else on the show ever. Relationships are not melodramatic like Jude and Tommy. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, apologize to me. Like these theatrics. Most relationships are like Speed and Karma, where you're just like fucking around with this person and then time passes and you get married i guess <laughs> like, that's so much more realistic of an arc and maybe that's why it felt cute at points but then there were some you know scenes of this episode where it very much did not feel cute but i it's not that i haven't bought into their relationship before but i was just <laughs> it just seemed i don't know it was like a next level of cute to me for whatever reason. So I got a bit off topic. So everyone's out in the lobby. Even Tommy's there. Speed and Jude and there. Sadie's out there watching. So the episode comes on. It's the premiere. The very first that anyone is ever seeing of this episode. And Karma, she's watching it. And she even starts off like, like reenacting the lines 
out there in front of everyone. And as the episode progresses, Karma slowly gets more and more horrified about how she is portrayed in this TV show. <laughs> so everyone that's at G major is like watching and it's just like supportive and it's like, okay, whatever, who cares? But then, like I said, Karma, her face gets more and more like sunken and she is obviously not having a good time watching herself on TV. There's a scene where she is like berating speed about breakfast and is like, I want scrambled eggs. I don't want an omelet. I don't want poached eggs. And she like throws a pan of eggs at him. And then there's other scenes where she's like calling him cheap or, you know, this and that. And again, visibly, she's becoming more and more upset. We fast forward a bit to like the next day. Carmen Speed are at a restaurant. It's like the one restaurant that everybody goes to in this universe. She's still looking very dejected and she relays this to speed like I don't I'm not as psyched about this as I once was um I was excited for you know the attention but I looked kind of scary <laughs> oh I forgot to mention um it's actually Carmen Sweeter at this restaurant they're actually just sitting quietly until the producer of the show Thurman I believe his name is comes in and then that's when she starts talking about her not being happy with um how she came across on the show uh it's unclear why he burst in in the first place but whatever he comes with the good news that the show's ratings were amazing they're getting escalades to celebrate which okay whatever um so thurman reassures karma like hey it's just the first episode you know we did this to kind of build the excitement and then as time goes on People will get used to your character and you'll soften and you'll have, you know, different stories to different stories to focus on during the during the course of the show. So, OK, Karma's a bit reassured. Her and Speed leave this restaurant and they run into this group of fans outside. Fans of Speed, haters of Karma. <laughs> and this one girl throws eggs at her <laughs> they're like cooked eggs not just like full eggs so one girl throws eggs at karma another girl calls her larva <laughs> which is actually really clever i like that <laughs> but they have these signs and various like merch that says save speed like hashtag save speed <laughs> and so it seems that the general public is, I mean, basically they see what karma saw and that karma is kind of monstrous, especially towards speed. And so that's why they have this whole save speed campaign, like he's <laughs> being held hostage by her. So this further depresses karma. She's really not happy with the show and isn't having the experience she thought she would have. And it's at this point when the feelings I was talking about earlier really set in, where I was like, they're so cute. I <laughs> I didn't think I'd be saying that. But it's just so cute how he cares for her. But also this point gets brought back um, a few scenes from now. But it's so cute that he's like always down for her. 
whenever she's performing, he's there in the audience and he's like, (laughs) he's like her biggest fan. It's just really sweet. And it's all just because he's the VIP, of course, like I've stated. So the next pivotal scene of the episode is at a poker party that Darius is throwing. I think it's like a charity poker party. It has more relevance in the B-plot, I guess. But anyway, Karma is performing at this poker party. And while she's performing, she looks out into the audience and sees various people like looking at her and whispering to the person next to her, them and like pointing. And so they're saying things you can imagine that are like uh, negative, you know, along the lines of the Save Speed campaign. So the performance ends and Karma rushes off to Speed, who's in the audience talking to some guy. Speed says, oh, it's, I don't remember the name. But he's a director and he wants me to be in a movie with Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) So now it's taken a turn not to where Karma is just upset with how people perceive her based on the show. But now Speed is winning so much favor with the public that he's getting opportunities because of it. And so now in Karma's mind, it's like kind of gone too far and she really needs to shift She needs to shift favor back towards her, or she at least needs to distract it away from speed, Uh, which is a pretty hurtful thing to do, honestly, to just like block his shine because you (laughs) feel bad. (laughs) So Karma goes to talk to Tommy at the bar and Tommy is giving her encouragement about like, it's just TV, you know, it's entertainment, people want a villain. It has to be somebody. Someone's got to be the good person. Someone has to be the bad person. And Karma takes this idea and runs with it. I forgot to mention that at the um, the restaurant earlier with Speed and Karma and Thurman, Thurman makes a comment about like, yeah, the premiere was good, but we have to have drama to keep people coming back. Like we could do this or that. And then he mentions... Or we could have a love triangle, you know? And Karma kind of stops at that idea and like, hmm. She has like a thinking face like, oh, interesting. Um, Which you're not supposed to think anything of it at that point. But then we get to this next scene. So Karma just heard Tommy's advice about someone has to be a villain. And Karma walks away and says, it's not going to be me. Uh, so we fast forward a little bit. Speed is in like, I don't know, he's like backstage, I guess, but it's in like a closet looking area. And then Jude comes in and Speed's like, Hey, what'd you want? And Jude's like, Hey, what'd you want? And they realize it was a setup. So then Karma right on cue comes burst again with her cameras and she starts like going off about Speed. How could you? I didn't, how could you cheat on me? This is crazy. Um, There's actually a really good piece of the scene where Jude is confused. So Jude is confused and like bewildered and Speed is confused, but like hurt. Like he knows right away what Karma is doing. So there's a scene where Jude 
is like laughing about this initially when Karma's like, Jude, how could you? You were the best man at our wedding. And Jude looks to Speed and is like laughing and has a smile on her face. And she looks to Karma still with the smile on her face. And Karma has this look that's just like, <sighs> like it's this permanent shocked look. Like she thought it was, Jude thought it was like maybe some kind of prank, but it very much was not. And there's something about how Karma's face didn't change <laughs> when Jude thought that it was like just all a joke. It really got me. Um, So this was the part where my my caring and my admiration for Speed and Karma's relationship fell apart, <laughs> which was sad. It was nice to see Karma for a little bit be reflective about like, oh, this is how I come off to people. And Speed says something uh, that I thought was really insightful for him <laughs> uh, during this fight where Karma is trying to frame him as cheating on her. So Speed says, I finally understand he starts going off on Karma about like, how could you do this? Jude's our friend. She didn't sign up for this crazy TV shit like I did. Um, so Speed says, I finally understand what everyone everyone being the viewers, I finally understand what everyone else got instinctively when they saw you on TV. Like, I have always had to defend you. I've always been on your side. I've been, like, a lot of times your only supporter. And people saw one episode on TV and knew, <laughs> like, they saw you for what you are right away. And I was like, damn. <laughs> That one even hurt me a little bit. So that was good. Uh, the A-plot wraps up with Speed at Jude's door. And he's saying, well, I don't have anywhere to go. I'm not going back to the house with all the cameras. Oh, and the last, last scene of the A-plot. Or no, never mind. The scene with Jude at, or the scene with Speed at Jude's door is the last episode of the A-plot. Okay, maybe I missed it in 409, but there is a point when Speed goes to um, NBR and says, hey, I have a TV show. It must have been because he stalled the cameras with him. Okay, so I probably forgot to talk about it in 409, but Speed goes to NBR and is like, hey, I think I want to start my solo career. I have this TV show, so there's like built-in exposure let's do this. And that was like the saving grace for NBR since Blue left. Now they have one artist again. So yeah, forgot about that. I thought that happened in this episode, but I was mistaken. Karma does say something to Speed about like, oh, this show would be good for your solo career. So I thought that that tie-in was here, but it happened in the previous episode. I apologize. So onto the B-plot of this episode. It's June Tommy focused. It's not very substantial though. And then the thing that I thought was kind of a C plot is Sadie focused. So the B plot. Early in the episode, Jude goes to G major and she's seen snooping around in the studio and she picks up um, a David Bowie gold record. And apparently her and Tommy kind of like got this together and so they're fighting, not really fighting, over who gets to keep it. 
So they, I guess, made up in 409 and are just fully platonic now, but still do quite a bit of flirting. So Tommy says, hey, there's a poker tournament tonight. Why don't you show up and we'll play against each other. Whoever wins gets to keep the uh, this gold record. It turns out that once they get there, Tommy like goes all in on the first hand and loses, but he did that on purpose just so she could get the Bowie record, which is fine. It was whatever. <laughs> That's really like all that happens um, with Jude. And then she gets pulled into the A plot and this fake karma Jude speed love triangle. But the Sadie thing is actually more interesting <laughs> slash vexing. So early in the episode, Quest and Sadie are at G major. Quest comes up to her and is like, hey, you've been working a lot lately. Why don't um, I'll make dinner and then I'll give you a foot rub or whatever. <laughs> He's always so sweet and so doting. Um, but Sadie says, oh, actually, I, I have so much work. I got to pull an all-nighter. I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And you see Darius come into the frame when she's saying this and Quest is like oh, okay well another time then but like relax you work a lot okay I love you um and Darius comes in and says to Sadie like do you really need to be doing that again and Sadie's like yeah I just um I'll triple check the numbers you want me to be sure right so implying that Sadie has already done everything she needs to do and just lied to Quest about having work that needs to get done. And she's obviously dodging him for some reason. So later in the episode, Sadie is also at this poker charity party thing. And eventually her and Darius have some banter, which I don't love. <laughs> I see what they're doing and I hate it. Can we please just not? So Sadie and Darius have some banter back and forth. Uh, she sits down at the poker table and plays with him. She eventually loses and he's like, oh, well, I guess you got to go back to working for me now. <laughs> um, but later, I don't remember if it's the same poker night or if it's a scene. I think it's a scene the next day. But Darius says, um, I beat you in poker because your poker face is awful. Also, I knew you were lying to Quest when you said that you were busy with work. Um, he doesn't, like, pry into that. But he makes some comment about, like, oh, if you want to practice gambling, we can go to Monaco <laughs> or something. He says something to infer that, like, he could fly Sadie out to Monaco, no problem. Like, he was obviously flirting with her. And that's what I see, and I hate that. Please, why are we doing this? <laughs> and not just the idea of those two in a vacuum that I hate, but also knowing that Sadie is dating Quest and lives with Quest now. I hate this. Why? <laughs> You're telling me, sweet, fine as hell, Quest is having to compete with Darius, 
who we know like nothing about other than he's rich and powerful no i hate this stop it right now (laughs) so that's starting to become a thing but yeah that was really all that the b and sort of c plots were uh was at this um poker night thing so with the episode synopses wrapped up it's time for the song and episode ratings so this episode's song is titled ghost of mine it's an upbeat like r&b leaning but still like heavily pop song uh sang by karma's character who is played by Corey lee um and Corey lee also has music of her own i don't know if she's released anything recently but she's had albums in the past before very like r&b leaning more r&b than pop i'd say but uh she has some good stuff so go check it out this song uh it's pretty good it's i like that it's different from most of like the typical offerings of instant star which are kind of in that like pop punk lane if you know what i mean so it's also it's always nice to get variety the song's pretty good for me it's probably a six out of ten it's it's not always that the song lyrics are like a clear correlation to the episode so i don't want to like fault the song for that but the lyrics are kind of vague in how they would relate to like karma's struggle specifically so the lyrics mention like getting things off your back um like chasing your past and past mistakes which i guess you could tie to like her her actions that were portrayed on the show but anyway like i said the lyrics don't have to be a one-to-one content match so yeah the song's pretty good the episode for me like i said i was pleasantly surprised i liked this exploration of karma's struggling with how she's perceived by people sadly it ended up with her doubling down on her image and not like actively looking inward to see like oh i'm really harsh and i probably don't need to throw eggs at my husband or like um antagonize him which i do a lot because he's always been there for me and he's always supported me but that might not always be a thing so i should you know take it easy at times uh shouldn't look inward and just instead drag jude into this big mess which was not unlike her character but it would have been nice if they would have skewed it for her to actually do some reflection (laughs) on her action and not just deflect this negative attention towards someone else but again i did like the karma and speed relationship scenes they were very cute i bought into them in a way that i hadn't before so for me the episode is probably i'd say seven out of ten i think that's about what i'm feeling so the song rating of six out of ten and the episode rating of seven out of ten episode 410 every breath you take gets an average of six and a half out of ten all right everyone that's it for me that's it for the episode thank you so much for listening thank you for your support hopefully you'll join me next episode when i talk about 411 see you then bye